and we'll get uh, Middle Maga in the building. Very much looking forward to this stream right here. So let's look over here. Uh, it says over on Middle Maga's uh, Twitter. So it's you can follow him at stuckendamid. Middlemaga.com is where you can uh, check out all his work and things like that. Um, he's an independent thinker, in my opinion. I, ch I checked out about four hour hours of his content over the last couple days. And uh, he's a really interesting guy. He uh, likes a lot of the people that we like. He also likes some of the people that we don't like, and that's all fine. It's uh, it's all about freedom of thought, open dialogue, and things like that. So uh, check out his, uh, and he was one of the people that was unafraid to uh, talk about the Nick Fuentes, Alex Jones, yay interview. So let's get him on in the room and let's have a little discussion here. Hello. Let's get it. What's up, How you man? Doing? Middle Maga. How's it going, man? I'm great, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I love the energy, man. I appreciate cool. you. All right. Great, man. Yeah. I, uh, you know, so I was just saying that I, I I watched about four or five hours of your stuff on about 1.5 speed. Appreciate so I'm sure that your voice is a little bit slower uh, <laughs> here. So um, I don't know. Welcome on the show. And I, I really respect uh, what you're all about because you're willing to talk about things that other people aren't. And you, I see some of your interaction with your live chat and you have no problems with just having your own thoughts and uh, you know, respectfully dis disagreeing and stuff like that. So when did you, uh, you start streaming or when did you start making content? What's your kind of uh, content creation story like? Yeah, like many others, the pandemic, man, it, the stuff that they did during the pandemic really woke me up. And the, the moment was when they, the Black Lives Matter protests started popping off. And at that time where I was at and a lot of other people who weren't in red areas, we were locked down. Like you couldn't even, it was awkward. Like if you took a walk and didn't have a muzzle on your yeah. face, it was kind of awkward if not someone saying something. So then all of a sudden these people came all out in the streets and then I started seeing articles that literally said how the, the peaceful protests, which we knew weren't peaceful, the peaceful protests actually could help the pandemic. And I was like, I gotta get a mic and just, I've had enough. Okay. Cool. Nice. So you, you, you start in 2020. That's yep. awesome. And yeah, great. Um, you know, I, so I, you know, I, I think you're in the waiting room when I was just covering January 6th, but I, I got my, mm -hmm. my start on this. I started streaming in 2019, but I got my start on the street when I, I lived in DC during 2020 for the whole riots oh. on the street thing. So I saw that firsthand and that was a big wake up moment for me as well. And it's funny how, yeah, they never, there were all these conservative events and they, there were never articles about, all these conservatives got COVID. It was, it was mm. just, it was just selective. And the same thing when you would walk around, people would give me the dead stare when I wasn't wearing a mask in the street. And then I decided to move and you know, <laughs> I, I, I'll never go. I mean, I'll probably go back once or twice to DC to visit, but I'm glad to be done with that place where, uh, so where do you live now? If you don't mind, mind saying, are you still in oh, a, yeah. like a city? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Colorado, just north okay. of Denver. Mm -hmm. So Colorado's an interesting place because it, it has a strong, like I'll go out with my laptop and every time somebody will say, hey, I like your sticker for Libertarian. Uh, but it's, I think there's been something there to control it to make sure that it stays blue mm. because it could be a very dangerous state to the overall federal government narrative. If it, I think authentically, it's a Libertarian state with mm. a blue city, Denver. Yeah, I mean, I you know, that's one thing I kind of think I've noticed over the last couple of years, and it's a kind of a, I don't know who said the quote, but there's a, there are no blue states, only blue cities. And there's, yep. an, and there's almost no, I think the only really red, red city, I believe, I looked it up, is Cheyenne, Wyoming. 
and it's <laughs> it's got like four hundred thousand people in it, and it votes red. But other than that, most cities are are blue. So it seems like that's kind of the case with mo- most states, where you get out of you get an hour outside of DC. DC is you know ninety five percent Democrat. And the, the conservatives that are in D.C. are worthless. But you get, you know, outside of, you know, the Beltway and it's mostly mostly red. So it, that's the same where you're at. Right. Yeah. that's yeah. So we don't have like a traditional Mason Dixon line. Sorry mm. to take it there already. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's these these blue cities. That's what's playing out in Arizona. You, you these, these counties built up with millions of people stacked on top of each other with a certain hive mind mentality. Mm. And then you've got the rest of the country. And that's the kind of where the political divide is right now. Yeah. So um, so I see you're, you know, you brought up your libertarian sticker. So are you are you a member of the LP? I've heard you talk about Dave Smith before. So are you a Dave Smith supporter? Oh, man, that yeah. dude is that dude is to me what Ron Paul was to him. Wow. And it, yeah. Oh wow. yeah. Oh yeah. That dude, because when the pandemic, I, I don't, I'm not real steeped in, I'm not real red in all this stuff. The pandemic, I was a blue pilled Obama, MSNBC. I still watch MSNBC, but back then I believed everything yeah. on MSNBC a lot different, but during the pandemic, I have the ISOM comic, Eric July, Robbie, the fire Bernstein, comic day Smith. They're the biggest people that woke me up to what was happening. And boy, it was a red pill to take. Mm. I'm a bit, if you don't know Comic Dave Smith, he was uh, part of the Mises Caucus that's taken over. If you don't know, the Libertarian Party right now is not the same party it was back in the day. It's based, it's taken over by really authentic people. And I, I highly support Comic Dave Smith. I want him to announce Mm. Yeah, and he, hasn't, he hasn't officially yet, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, a little just a little bit about my, my background. In 2019, mm-hmm. when I started, I was like an uh full on well, I was basically an ANCAP or a minarchist, and I was a libertarian for 2018. And in 2020, no, not 2020. Wh- who did I vote for? 2016, I voted for Gary Johnson. Um, Ooh, and then yeah. I started leaning uh, a little more right wing in 2020. And then like now I'm kind of like far right or whatever. I mean, you probably mm-hmm. see the hat behind me. I'm a, a big Fuentes supporter. I know you, you like what he has to say as well. Oh. Um, and yeah. I do like the Mises uh, direction. I'm not a libertarian, but I, I would rather go in like a right wing. To me, the, the Mises people, they kind of just care a lot more about morals than than the Lulberts or whatever you would say but you were you did you ever go through the left-wing libertarian phase or did you go straight from like kind of more progressive to libertarian I went straight from like following AOC and there's still some people (laughs) I like on the I know that's that's what I was blue pill man oh yeah I loved AOC (laughs) I was even before the pandemic I was like I wish there was no age limit so she could run for president and then now I'm like, I wish there was no age limit so Nick Fuentes could run wow, for president. Wow, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Wow, that is awesome, Be- man. Well, that's what's happening with the yay thing. It's really yeah. through him. But I did not go through libertarianism through the left part mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I went straight from that to, wait a second, they're lying. The, the government is lying to me about life and death. Mm. It's just there's no easy transition. It's like I'm awake now. Uh, I love the Libertarian Party. Okay, and I've heard you uh, mention before that you, you consider yourself uh, a populist. What, what um, is that true? Do I have that characterization oh, correct? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What, what mm-hmm. is Define that word for me and, and how, wh- why are you a populist? Yeah, the way that I would define it, I don't know what the technical definition is, mm. is whenever there's a, a decision to be made, do you err on the side of 
common people, giving common people power, Ooh. or do you err on the side of giving the government or corporations power? The Second Amendment is the perfect example. To me, it reads very easy. It's it's written, and they couldn't have written it any more simple. But there's there's debate about what does it really mean. And if you if you have a debate and you don't know what it means, then you err on the side of it means for the common person to keep and bear arms. If you don't believe that, you are erring on the side of the government. Mm -hmm. And I think populism is not popularism. It's about if there's a debate about power, free speech. Do you have free speech on big tech platforms? People, people who say no are not populists because a populist would say there's a debate here. We would change, amend the Constitution or interpret it to give people the power. Um, you should have free speech. Mm, so and so you distinct uh, you made a distinction a second ago between a popularist and a populist. So you don't necessarily mean like democracy or mob rule in terms no. of voting. You mean that it, it gives you know, when in doubt, it, get, it the people are sovereign. They are, the power is in the people's hands as opposed to the government and the, and, and the, the corporations, correct? Yep, and okay. that does not always mean it's the most popular yeah. position. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. So, and, and, yeah, there's right. a funny story with Steve Bannon when he first met Trump to talk about running for president. Steve Bannon gave him the history of populism, uh, well, populism, starting from Andrew Jackson and Ross Perot and all that kind of stuff. And, Donald Trump was like, he didn't know what it was. He was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I am, a popularist. Ooh. And Steve Bannon is like, no, no, populist. And then, then Donald Trump's like, no, no, I am a popularist. And there's a difference there. It's not the popular opinion. It's where you put the sovereignty. Interesting. That That's an interesting def definition. And usually when people say interesting, they mean like they disagree. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, I mean, I've really never, because to me, I'm not a populist, but my definition was more that I... I don't like I've said for I can't believe I'm saying this a year ago. I would never have said this, but I'm kind of an elitist. Not that I want the government to control everything. It's that I want a natural, moral Christian elite oh, that yeah. will be in the government and will run the cor corporation. So I think that the elites, to, to, you know, the common person is never going away, but also the elite is never going away. There's always yep. going to be an elite. There's always going to be a, per, a, a part of the population that are not elite, and that part of the population is going to be the majority. The elites, by definition, are not, not, not going to be the majority, but I want a strong elite, a natural elite that follows God's word, essentially. So I guess in my, I'd be like a little bit of both. I just want good people. I want good stock in the in the popular in the in the in the population and i want good stock in the elite but i think that the elite will always run things but that's interesting that's not necessarily i don't necessarily want the elite to be as sovereign i want the like god to be as sovereign but mm -hmm. I, I get what you're saying about how when you, when when in doubt you defer like what is freedom of speech there's a debate here D does the Supreme Court say what it is, or do we just kind of defer to that? It means that people get to basically say what they want. And do people get to own guns, you know, in a general way? I agree with that because I'm a Second Amendment absolutist. Um, sometimes I want to take guns from my enemies. But then that's where <laughs> you get into, like, horseshoe theory where you said about, like, Fuentes versus AOC. They mm -hmm. kind of have a lot in common, but I, I agree with Fuentes because he's right-wing and he's Christian. Um, but that's interesting, a populist. That, that, that definition makes a lot of sense. Have you... Were you, how long have you identified as a populist um, since you started streaming or since your, 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 your AOC days? <laughs> yeah, when, when Rush died, uh, when Rush Ooh. Limbaugh, I was a big, even though I was blue-pilled, 
I always was able to compartmentalize different things. And even though I was blue-pilled and maybe didn't agree with Rush Limbaugh as much back then as I do now, I understood he, he was just a great talent. He, he challenged yeah. you. That's yeah. why I like Twitter over truth. You get challenged. Mm. And that's how I've been able to come up with these definitions because mm. people say, well, what do you mean by this? And so I've just come up with it since the pandemic. But looking back at my whole life, my dad always listened to Rush Limbaugh. And that's how I got into I've been I listened to Rush back in the 90s. And now and I always and when Rush passed, I did videos where I was like, OK, why do I, I want to I have to articulate? Why do I like Rush? And Rush was an establishment guy, and this ties into what you said. It, to me, you can be an elite and still be a populist. It, all it is is if you have to make a decision, are you going to err on the side of giving people power over governments or corporations? Yeah. And Elon has done that at times. I, I don't know if I would call him a populist, but if certain decisions he's made are populist, Rush was an establishment guy, but he never liked Trump. He oh, never liked Trump. Really? He didn't. Nope. And when it first, when Trump first rose up, well, not, not many establishment yeah, people were like, none of them right. liked him. He liked Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was like, he was the constitutional guy. He was the knowledgeable guy, the smartest guy in the room. But then the people on Rush's show told him, this is why we like Trump. And, and Rush converted over. I don't think he ever really fully became team Trump, but he was very, he had Trump on the show. He was very Trump friendly because he believed in what the word of the people, his audience was saying, in a way, I considered that a populist move. I, I love Rush Limbaugh. That's how I kind of reconciled it. Well, you know, I actually, I didn't listen. I mean, I'd heard of Rush Limbaugh. I mean, and I, but I never really, really listened to that much. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm 34. So, you know, in my, when I was growing up, you were kind of, it's still this day, uh, you were kind of by default a liberal. No one knew it, but the, the schooling mm -hmm. and the media, it all raises you in a liberal way. So I just heard about Rush that he was like kind of a racist. Uh, you know, he had some controversial stuff. So I kind of had bad thoughts about him until I was about 28. And then I looked into it. I was like, this guy has a lot of good stuff to say. And he was very charismatic. And now I've kind of gone back into his catalog a little bit. And he was just ahead of his time, right? Yeah, he was a shock jock, mm. but that doesn't mean Nick Fuentes is a shock jock. It doesn't mean that they don't have good content. Like, let's look at, at its core, Rush Limbaugh was a hoity-toity, boring, establishment Republican. So mm. you don't rise into power as the greatest radio voice. Really, Rush was the pioneer for what we're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, he blew it all up. Yep. You don't get to that point without being funny and you can't be funny without you know getting close to the line or crossing over the line and i'm finding that out myself i'm like i i, I want to stay through uh, you know true to my morals but i am going to test the line you have to well, i mean what are we doing if we don't you're just boring you're not really doing anything so that's all they are and yay's tucking it to another level as well yeah. but um <laughs> yeah i i think that it it, it you have to that's what this culture jamming is alex stein it's it's like you can't be boring you can't break yeah. through the noise without trying to to shock people yeah yeah i love that i just uh, you know i was talking about the phrase goblin mode yesterday and i was like dude i just like even when i don't like someone i like people that are willing to go goblin mode in this day and age i mean i guess we can transition to the next thing we we're talking about i've since yay announced even though he hasn't yet i've 
I'm on team yay. I would I would vote for yay for president if it happened today. I was and I'm not a big flip flopper. Three months ago, I was hardcore for Trump. But then I saw his announcement speech and I saw the whole how he doesn't touch the Jewish thing. And I think that's a that's a thing that at least you have to I've said before that even if you don't believe that there's any such thing as Jewish power, at least try to debunk it and talk about it. You you have to discuss these things and Trump doesn't go near it. So I've kind of flip flopped over to yay. But one thing that Trump did, I'm sure. Yeah, I think you did a video on it where he talked about uh, suspending the Constitution. (laughs) And that is like a goblin mode moment to me. I mean, I really like. So I think your video said that that uh, that was based to him saying that. Yeah. So give your thoughts on, you know, we'll get to the yay and Fuentes, Alex Mm -hmm. Jones thing in a second. Why do you why do you like what Trump said about the Constitution? Explain your thoughts there. Oh, it's base. We have to have this discussion. I mean, mm. that's the Trump I want. I want the Trump that is testing the line. Yeah. If he's not going to be testing the line, and I understand the Jewish conversation, I don't, I don't get into it either. Trump can't. I mean, he, he just cannot. can't. I mean, yeah. he's, he's tied into it monetarily, and Nick Fuentes and Ye are not. They're obviously against it, so they can yeah. say whatever they want. But I would say... We, the Constitution, just I'm not any expert, so anybody correct me if I'm wrong. At the basic, the, the most basic interpretation is the Constitution is an agreement between the 50 states. I mean, that's all it is. We agree that all these things are common. We agree that the Constitution is common among us. We know, just taking one little bit, we know about the DHS meeting with social media, big tech companies. We know about the FBI meeting with Yoel Roth weekly before the banning of the story. Mark Zuckerberg talked about it. I mean, we can go on and on. We have irrefutable proof of violations of the First Amendment. We have the FBS, the SBF, um, FTX scandal, nothing's happened. If you have these type of things happening and yet the FBI raids a former president for classified documents, which makes absolutely no sense. There are no documents in the country of the United States that are more classified than the president. We have a constitutional crisis, and that's really all Trump was talking about. I didn't even get into Arizona. I didn't even get into prior situations. We have a constitutional price crisis. Contract has been breached, and we're in a we're in a place where we got to put it back together quickly. Mm. And so you know, so our, so the Constitution as it's written, if we could follow the uh, the letter of the law, the spirit of the Constitution, would you? Is your solution to just stick to what it says, or would you actually, are you a fan? Because Ye, Ye and uh, Fuentes, you know, they talked about they're writing a new one. Yeah, um, no, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, so I think you said on a stream, too, that there's things that you'd want to see change about it. So do you like the Constitution and the amendments a, as they are right now? I love the the Constitution is the most beautiful. Let's not talk about the Bible. or I mean, Let's talk yeah. about in modern day. There is, it's, it's not even close. Mm. The Constitution is the most beautiful piece of literature that's ever been written. And there's, wow. I mean, there's, I don't even think there's any question about it. To give some rights to common people, talking about your rights are given to you by God and not the government. That is the only thing, the Constitution right now is the only thing that is stopping these one earth people who want one earth government from in- implementing it at the snap of a finger. Mm. It is the only thing. That's why you see this rally against anti-Trump stuff. Now, we have to update the Constitution, but we're not able to because there's this divide. But yeah, I would update the Constitution to include uh, digital protection is the number one thing that I would say. I would clarify the Second Amendment. But but as it's written and interpreted to me as it originally was intended is perfect. 
Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll just piggyback on some some guy in the chat just said um, it says the Constitution doesn't go far enough. That's that's one of my biggest criticisms because if you look at you know this thing with uh, the collusion between the uh, free between the government and the tech companies, you know, people are saying this is a clear First Amendment violation. But if you read the First Amendment, it says Congress shall make no law you know, abridging these things. And that's not what happened with this. Not, and I'm not arguing this from the left. I'm arguing this from the right. And same thing with the, the Second Amendment. It does take, you know, it is written in, I hate to even say this, somewhat archaic uh, verbiage where they, you know, it says the right of a free people. I don't know, I'm going to butcher it, but like a well-regulated militia, there's all this debate over what a militia is, blah, blah, blah. But I, if, if for me, it would just say everyone can own any gun. You know, like yeah. clear language. Is, is that kind of what you mean? Like you kind of like clarifying exactly. the Second Amendment? Yeah, because yeah. there's so this, uh, I think it's fine as it's written, but if Ooh. there's confusion on it, let's clear it up. But oh. the problem is we don't share enough. The only reason that the Constitution works or this whole country even works is that we share enough fundamental values. Forget about laws. Forget about all that. We agree that sexualized drag shows for children is just obviously, we don't need a law to say that that's unacceptable. Mm. If you need a law to say that's unacceptable, you shouldn't be sharing a society. That's yeah. not, so if we took the constitution away right now, there is no chance, 0% chance that the 50 states could come together to agree on a new constitution. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be fun, though, right? I mean, that would mm -hmm. be some content to be a live streamer during mm -hmm. during a new convention of the states. Wouldn't that be <laughs> awesome? It's up there with like World War Three alien yep. invasion. I don't know about the other ones, but just pure content, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so on the First Amendment, um, I, I got to reread it to see. I mean, my interpretation of it is the government cannot imprison you based on your speech or they, they can't inhibit your speech. The, the government can't punish you in any way. They can't censor you because of your speech. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed to keep your job. You know, it doesn't it only protects you from the government. And what's happened here is the FBI, the government and Trump was president. So I want this fleshed out because I don't think Trump was obviously Trump isn't trying to um, censor the laptop. So we've yeah. got potentially treason. I don't know what else. I mean, maybe maybe I'm going too far with that. But how is the, the FBI is supposed to report through the president? How are they working with social media to censor something without the president knowing it's this whole administrative state, deep state, that's the government. And that's a violation. If there's no consequence for that, we don't have a constitution. Trump yeah. actually didn't go far enough. Yeah, I mean, and I think we get into trouble, not that you are, but like, you know, you a second ago, you said treason and you're like, I don't know if that's going too far, but everything we could ever describe regarding this is corruption. It's, you know, one time I had someone on, I just asked, you know, he's saying corruption's the biggest problem. And when I, when someone just like I had you do with, with populism, I asked him to define the word and he's just said corruption is anyone not doing their stated job on purpose. Um, that's basically what it is. And, and if they report to the, if they serve at the pleasure of the president and they're doing all kinds of shenanigans, that's just corruption. And it doesn't have to be necessarily treason and they're hung from a tree on the Capitol lawn mm -hmm. or whatever, but that's corruption and it should be fired 
jail time, huge fines, inability to serve in government ever again, something other than being able to do their job for another 30 years, collect a paycheck, join a, an interest group, and then have lifetime retirement and benefits paid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Woodrow Wilson is to blame for a lot mm, of this. Well, yeah. he, he really propped up this whole administrative state and all these mm. people. When I say administrative state, I don't mean the deep state. I mean anyone who works for an appointee. So Christopher Ray is the head of the FBI. Anyone under him is the administrative state. The, it's not easy for the president to fire any of them. Why? That makes no sense. They all report through the president. But um, they, it's hard to fire them. So they just stay there from administration to administration. So you can leave from Obama, you can move from Obama to Trump, from Trump to DeSantis or whoever else. If the administrative state stays the same, it's going to be hard to see changes. Yeah. yeah. Have you, have you, did you hear about the whole Schedule F thing from That's a couple what, months ago? Yeah, where Trump oh, said yeah. he was going to fire, you know, everybody, essentially. Uh, you know, so it seems like that would be a decent, I don't know how this would work, but a decent law that, you know, every, you know, people in CEOs of companies do this where they, they take power and they symbolically fire everybody. And, you know, most of the people or some will be hired back, but it's a symbolic thing where they wipe the slate clean and bring, you know, who they want back. Would you, uh, would you be in favor of something like that? Oh, that's the best thing Trump did. I okay. mean, it was very understated. I didn't find out about it till afterwards. He, yep. it took him years to work on it, which you could understand. It's an executive order. Mm -hmm. Biden came in and stopped it. Uh, basically, my understanding of it is it would make it easier for the president to fire the administrative state. Now, my interpretation is you don't want to fire the whole, there's 45,000 people in the administrative state. You don't want to fire all of them because the way politics works is there's no, if there's no quid pro quo, nobody's going to listen to you. The fact that I can fire you will make you do what I want you to yeah. do is the, yeah. is the, is the true thing. Well, my point about that is that, you know, I'm, I've been calling myself a monarchist for a while. Um, and it's not that I, I mean, I want a good King obviously. And, but <laughs> the more than more that we get towards the, the, the executive having this much power, it's, we kind of are describing a de facto King anyway. Um, so I just want to maybe go full King Saul, not that he's a good example, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, full King and just call it what it is and, you know, have him be the, the biggest private property owner. I mean, one thing that I've, um, that I think a lot of good libertarians get right is they want to abolish public property. It, you know, we have this gray area where it's like, who owns it? You know, this is why January 6th, in my opinion, happened is because mm -hmm. people are like, it's our house. But it's like, and people, you know, say, I paid for this road. It's my road. It's not, you paid for like a millionth of it. So whose is it? It really belongs to no one. It belongs to someone with a, with a gun to your head. And you get to just, you know, storm a Capitol. And it was fun live streaming it, of course. And it was mm -hmm. a very, very good time being inside the Capitol. But, um, but it's... That's what I see the king as, you know, he's the ruler and the main property owner. And there, the, you would get your private property and, the, and everything called public would be the, the king's property. But that thing where he can just can fire everyone so they'll do what he want. He can do executive orders. I mean, this has been going on since Reagan, this executive order thing, really since the Patriot Act. Um, but would you be open to any sort of monarchy? I mean, a constitutional monarchy? Like what, how does the king thing sit with you? Yeah, I've never fleshed that out. It doesn't, it's not something that, because I always look at it and think, okay, what if the the person I like the least in the world, let's just, mm -hmm. I don't want to, not that I don't like them, but let's, let's pretend Vijaya Gotti, if you don't know, mm -hmm. she's the one that yeah. censored Trump and all that. Let's the, pretend Yoel Roth 
was the monarch. Uh, you know, could, is that possible under your scenario that Yol Roth could become the, the king? Now, we would be in you, we would be in the gulags talking mm -hmm. about, damn, remember when yeah. we thought, you know, uh, what do you think about that? I don't I have to flesh that idea out. Well, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. In my system, I would not let a Jewish person be king. But, uh, you know, <laughs> so, or a woman. Um, so I, I don't know. I would have to, you know, I would have to rise through the ranks a little bit more. I'm kind of being tongue-in-cheek here. But I would have to rise through the ranks and be able to, like, leverage my, me and my people's power. And that's what the thing, I don't know, man. I just love excitement so much. I would, you know, maybe it's the palace intrigue. I think that would be, it'd be interesting times. Yeah, but Yol Roth would be out. So it, uh. But maybe. So how? But, wait. How do you prevent that? To, so just to be clear on the Jew, I'm not. Uh, I I don't have a take on the Jewish thing. I, here's my biggest thing on the Jewish yeah, discussion, yeah. um, is that no, uh, I don't have any take on because I'm not knowledgeable. I'm mm -hmm. not really knowledgeable in the religious realm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, but I'm willing to learn and have the discussion. But yeah. my thing is, nobody is beyond satire. Nobody yeah. is beyond trolling. Yep. I am very concerned, and I'm not saying Jewish people are, but I'm, I just want to make sure that it's clear. I don't care what your identity is, religious or whatever else. If I can make fun of black people, if I can make fun of white people, you could go on Twitter and say, basically, I, whatever, white people, and nobody cares. Mm -hmm. So it, it can't be any protected anything, yeah. no matter how right or wrong somebody is. Um, but uh, so I'm a little concerned because the response to Ye is more concerning than anything he's ever said. Yep. So they got to be careful because now it's me. I'm like looking at it like a neutral party. Like, wait a second. I don't care whether he's right or wrong. This response is troubling. Well, this is interesting. And this is a, this is a very fun, uh, fun moment for me right now. So uh, three years ago, I was not uh, into the Jewish thing. I was not red pilled on this at all. And in about the last year and a half, First, I started joking about it, and I people, there's only one, like, it, I entered into this issue in the same way that you, you just said, where there's this one group where you, um, and, and I used to think that it was anything non-white, but then I would make black jokes and women jokes all the time, and it was mm -hmm. relatively okay, and the cool women and the cool black people, the cool white people get white jokes, they're funny, but there's this one group <laughs> that, that, that is very disproportionate, it's 2.5% it's of America. Um, and if you look at it, they, you know, um, 80% of Biden's cabinet is Jewish. Jew Joe Biden is a Catholic. He has a personal rabbi. Okay. The, the, the Royal family are Anglicans. The, the, the King of England is the head of the Anglican church has a personal rabbi, uh, the media, the, and I'm a professional musician, the music industry, the entertainment industry, the pornography industry, it's beyond uh, representative people, you know, they love left mm -hmm. loves to talk about representative, you know, you know, we need representation in the industries, 2.5% of the population. And it's the CEO is it's rampant. Also all communication, it, it, you know, the social media, the media companies, you know, the, you know, the, the, I don't know if you've heard of the term, the cathedral before where it's, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the cathedral is Jewish ran. That's just mm -hmm. true. And they do use nepotism and they use, um, you know, f they give favors to each other. So they have in-group preference, which I'm a fan of. I am a fan of, you know, I do believe in, like, I want my son to inherit 
what I have and I will train him up in my business if, if he wants to and things like that. And I do believe in sticking to your own. And that doesn't necessarily have to be based on race or whatever. I, th- I just believe in, like, I will support the people that go to my church over people that go to other churches in my local community. So I do believe in in-group preference. But, you know, the thing with Kanye that made it a slam dunk. I mean, it was a slam dunk before. Like Jewish, what we're really describing is not is is the existence of Jewish power, and if Jewish power, which to me clearly exists, if it were allowed to be talked about, I wouldn't have that big of a problem with it. But it's that you, if you say it, you get canceled, mm. and they they literally try to take your livelihood, and they think that they're also. It's not, these are not just Jews. These are people that they're Jews and they're people that are apologists for Jew power. And it's also people that want to end your livelihood because of either jokes and just talking about it. I mean, if me saying that, that pornography, which I'm a star, I, I vehemently oppose it, is run mostly by Jewish people, they skip to, hey, that's going to be Hitler. Hitler equals Holocaust. Holocaust equals genocide. And it's this logical this logical train of events that's based on emotionalism that I really have a problem with. And if it was another group doing this in mass, I would be speaking out against that, but it's not. Um, There's only one group that gets to do this word game, logical fallacy, emotionalist, historical revisionist thing and mess with people's lives. So I don't know if that's a good boiling down of what the, I hate even say it, the Jewish question is, but it's really about Mm. Jewish power how they affect societies, how they, and they're not, and, and for, I don't know your religious background, but I'm a Christian and to be a Jew is to reject Jesus Christ. I mean, other groups do this as well, but that is one of, they don't have Christian values and I do have a problem with that. So that's a good, I guess, a decent summation. People in the live chat are probably, you know, mm-hmm. telling me to say other stuff, but that's my, <laughs> that's my boiling down to the situation. But I started from that background of, I can't joke. I can't joke. I can't notice. I can't talk mm-hmm. about stuff. And it's really only one group that uh, that you can't do this with. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not as far down the path yeah. um, as as you. So I'm just I'm just ignorant mm-hmm. to it. Uh, but the stage that I'm at right now is it's not healthy. If that's the case, I believe Ron DeSantis, if I'm not mistaken, passed legislation. Um, this was this was the most troubling thing I've it seen was from first him. one. It was his first bill. Was he it signed. his first one? I think it was his first bill he signed was anti-Semitism uh, legislation in Israel, yo. <laughs> wait, what do you, you mean? Have, in, are you talking? Are, are we talking about the yeah. same thing? The the, the the anti-First Amendment, right? He the, what, signed it in Israel. It. He didn't. Wait, he signed si- it in Israel. He, yeah, what? He, he, he did not sign it in Florida. He flew what? to Israel. <laughs> Are you yeah, serious? Man. Yeah, man. Wow, I didn't even know I, that. If I'm wrong, I'll always admit it, but that's common knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Let so me, is I it, this it is the bill that basically defined what anti-Semitism yeah. is. See, that's the same thing that Kathy Hochul, I don't know if they passed it or not in New York with mm-hmm. hate speech. And I'm like, I, I it's a very touchy subject. I don't want to get canceled. I'm not making my living off a of YouTube or anything mm-hmm. like that. But when you, I think we have to be able to ask like, well, what is the, I don't even know what that is about. Like, why would you protect, if you're going to protect a certain group, then this whole, this whole thing that we have, I don't care if the group is black. I don't care if it's Asian. The laws should apply to every, we don't even need hate crime. What is, what is a hate crime? 
Okay, so like, he, yeah, so this might take a second. I'm going to read some for you because this mm, is all sure. this one that I always go to when I'm talking to libertarians about this because libertarians' biggest thing is like opposing the government. So what mm -hmm. I'm going to read you right now is from statedepartment.gov. This is the this is state.gov, and it says. Um, so now state.gov, they get their, they get their, it's all about definitions, right? They get their definitions from the ADL and the SPLC. They don't really, they have their, their, it's all like connected where they get, they don't really do their own research. They get there and they have, uh, uh, they have their links over here where they get their definitions from. And one of them is the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. Okay. So it says the definitions of anti-Semitism is calling for aiding or justifying the killing or harming of Jews in the same rad uh, in the name of a radical ideology or an extremist view of religion. Don't disagree with that at all. I mean, that's just wrong regardless of group. Like Agreed, if, yes. if they were to stop at just violence and threats of violence, no problem. But, but, yeah. but I still have a problem with, because that just, like you said, it applies to everybody. Why yeah. do we need, yeah, we don't need anything separate for, I agree with it completely and it goes across the board. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure you've been on black Twitter, man. They call for death of whitey all day. Yeah, <laughs> they, oh yeah. They, okay. Oh my gosh. Make, making mendacious, dehumanizing, demonizing, or stereotypical allegations about Jews as such as the power of Jews as a collective but as especially but not exclusively the myth about a world Jewish conspiracy or Jews controlling the media, economy, government. So I'm already anti-Semite because, and they are anti-Semites because they say they are Jews and they control the media and the government and other, other says, I'm not going to read all these, man, but it's mm -hmm. like 18 bullet points of what an anti-Semite is. Wow. And none of them really have a definition. And this is from the state.gov. So what uh, the speaker named E. Michael Jones has said this in, uh, in 70 years, it, it's gone for, or I guess in 100 years, it's gone from an anti-Semite is a person that doesn't like the Jews to a person that a Jew doesn't like. <laughs> That's <laughs> basically know, the, man. So, it's, so it's, you know, then this I would is reach more, out to, yeah. well, just, I would say to my, because I love everybody. Yeah, I would just too. say that if you're Jewish, that I, I just need help understanding. That's all. I, yeah. I am in the place where I just, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, it's it, it's uh it's uh I cuz I'm the same way. I I agree with what you I do love everybody. I mean, I love them enough to think that they should be Christian. I want them to be saved <laughs> by Christ. Um but I will talk to anybody. I would love to but most, you know, mo I start talking this way and then everyone starts running the other way. I I respect you and appreciate you for even like hearing out my little spiel there, but I mean it's it is what it is. But, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, what did you say that was? Yeah. I mean, like, wow. If we can't, if we can't have the conversation that you're having right now, then we yeah. we we're in a really dark place. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, you you heard me out. Let's mm -hmm. get to the to the Fuentes and and Ye thing because yeah, I'm I'm what... interested in your thoughts about. Oh yeah. So when did you have you liked Kanye? Are you a hip hop fan? I you know I see you're, Absolutely, you were a yeah. DJ. You're a DJ uh, in Cleveland or in college yeah. or something like that. Yep, yep. Cool. I was a DJ. I love underground. You know, kind of independent hip hop. Yeah. Always loved it. Yeah, he's a beast, man. He's a yeah. living. He's a living legend. Yeah. He grinded from nothing, really. I mean, he didn't. He he didn't grow up that poor or anything. But he he was a nobody. Hustled. Yeah. Was on the stage giving these artists his beat tapes. Really blew up when Jay Z heard him, and then 
He's been brilliant, man. As far as a musician and an artist, he's brilliant. Yeah. So you've been a fan. I've been a fan of his music the whole. I've been I've I've been rapping since I was about twelve years old, and I've I've a, a hip hop al album and a half. So I'm big fan of hip hop. So I've liked Kanye forever, and he's always been a little. And I say this as a compliment, a little crazy, and so mm -hmm. am I. You know, he's always he's an artist. So, um, and then he threw on the MAGA hat in 2020, and then yep. he started saying things like "All Lives Matter." He he wore the White Lives Matter hoodie this year. Um, so when did you start following this? recent Kanye thing when he was on Tucker or something like that. I've been following him from the divorce with, with oh. Kim, but not from a political aspect. Uh, the first time I got into the political aspect was when I think it was, I didn't know Pete Davidson has a tattoo of Hillary Clinton. Real is like for real that. life. Yeah. And then what? Kay, then Kanye <laughs> said he tried to intimate that P Davidson was with Hillary Clinton. And then that's the first, believe it or not, the first time. But then the Tucker interview is when I really jumped into it. I'm um, sorry, doing deep dives. I didn't know that. So they intimated that Pete had been like been with Hillary Clinton. Yay did that. So oh, who knows? I'm yeah. allegedly, yeah, but yeah. she, but Pete does have factually. Pete has a tattoo of Hillary Clinton on his uh, body somewhere. Whoa. Yeah, that's weird, man. Yeah. That's weird. So have you watched? Did you? I mean, I know that you watched the Alex Jones interview, and he was oh, actually yeah. on a uh, Gavin McInnes last night. That was behind the paywall, oh. but but it's on Telegram. There's a there's you know if you okay. want to see it, I can send it to you. Um, okay, I think yeah. I heard Nick talking about yeah. hooking up that. Was it with Ye and Nick or who? Yeah, Nick talked for less than five minutes. Though. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. he's not, he's yeah. supporting them. But yeah. yeah, I saw the I've seen the Alex Jones interview like multiple times. You know? Yeah. So what's yeah what's your take? Let's just talk about that interview for a second. It's always interesting, you know, just talking about other people. But it was epic news. I mean, you said on your stream that you know, depending on who writes the history books, that uh, this is you know, if people like us, people into open dialogue, write the history books. They're going to be talking about the interview in hundred in a hundred years. So, oh, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on the Alex Jones interview? Oh yeah, if anybody that's in the non you know establishment uniparty whatever, then it would be in the history books. It was a big. It, it, it was a big. There was a lot in the interview. I mean, there was some heartfelt moments. Yep. So, Ye jumped in and out of some you know shocking humor trolling to I mean, he even said he loved the doctor that that did the operation on his mom that didn't mm. work out. Yeah. And that's not that's obviously not a troll, but the Netanyahu, the you know, all the other stuff is inflammatory and it's Ye is not very articulate. Mm. But he's that doesn't mean he's stupid. That yeah. means he's esoteric, he's mm. abstract. And what he's doing now, I think, is trying to use that as a benefit to basically do the same type of culture jamming that Ethan Klein or Alex Stein do, but he took it to a level no one has ever done before. Yeah. But notice what he did. It was, I think it was very conscious what he did because notice he didn't say anything evil about Jewish people. Right. He didn't say anything mean. He didn't say anything about, you know, doing harm to anybody. So he's consciously trolling in a way, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I, but I think that he means what he, you know, one, I was talking about this on stream yesterday where, um, the word troll, trolling, while it is, everyone knows what it means, it's a little bit uh, unuseful of a word because people could, does it, to me it's about do you mean, are you meaning what you're saying? Like even True. when someone says joking, is, are you saying it as a joke like you're saying the opposite? Are you being ironic? Are you saying the truth in a humorous way? And he is trolling. He's definitely is saying he, he's just trying to bash the Overton window, man. He yeah. just wants to get rid of this allowed, this allowed speech, this allowed think by just saying he loves Hitler. I mean, even though I, I get his logic in that he's a Christian, he, he believes that Christ loves everybody. 
Hitler is under the realm of everybody. So therefore, if he's yep. trying to be Christ-like, he loves Hitler and he loves Nazis, but he also loves Jews, which yep. is a he thing. He said that, that in the interview yeah. also. So if you if you're going to take him at face value where he says Ye says he loves Hitler, then why wouldn't you take him at face value when he says he loves Jewish people? Yeah. You're picking and choosing, but yeah. he was going from the realm of the utmost seriousness to the most clownish behavior in the whole interview. So for example, he said, well, why do, yay, why do you like Hitler? He was talking about the design of the uniform. To me, that's, I mean, does he really- highways. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah. But you talked about the uniform. It, is, to me, that was a little like, that's trolling to me. Mm. I think he believes that he loves everybody in the eyes of God or however he wants to phrase it. But then when you get into like the uniforms were dope, isn't that what he kind of said? It was uh, among I think other things. Yeah, that's one of the yeah, things yeah. he said. Yeah. 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 And then he picked, so what he's done, he picked and chose what he liked about Hitler, but he didn't say the negatives. So to me, that's, you know, if you're going to say that, then obviously you would say, I don't like that he did these things. I don't, unless I missed it. I don't think he said that, right? He never said, I like these, I'm picking these things, but I don't like these things. Yeah. That's why, in my opinion, I agree he's authentic. And I agree the word, tro the word troll is too generic. So I don't know if I have the vocabulary to describe it, but mm -hmm. I think he was trying to. And remember, after he would say some of that stuff, he would shout out the people that he was trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's so what he I, mean by trolling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't okay. know if that's the right word, but yeah. And I'm not saying he doesn't believe what he's saying, mm. but he's saying it in in retaliation yeah. to breaking the Overton window and saying, okay, you canceled me. I'm going to say everything that you didn't want me to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that a big part of the Overton window is what I've called before, you know, disclaimer culture. Where, you know, mm -hmm. if, you know, and, and everyone does this where I kind of did it with you earlier when I was like, we like some of the same people. We don't like some of the same pe people, but you should. I want to go back to the days. I don't know back. I don't know if it was any in any of our lifetimes where you can just say something and not have to bring up all the things that it, that is like if I say I like black people, everyone mm. could be like, but what about white people? But what about <laughs> Asians? Like I didn't I didn't mention Asians. I mentioned black people. I mean, I like black people. And, and so it's the same thing if you say Hitler did good stuff. Everyone's like, but what about the bad stuff? It's like this. The, okay, so I'm, under, I'm supposed to bring up every single thing that everyone's ever thought of regarding whatever subject I'm on because of your feelings. That, and that's, I'm not a mind reader, but I kind of think that that might have been the reason that Kanye was doing that. It's like, why do I need to bring up what you're thinking about? You know, you're thinking your own thoughts. And in that, you know, I've, I've, Kanye, I th think he's one of, I see him as one of the few free men that are, that are at a certain position. I think if you're a little lower level like me, um, you can be pretty free, but I don't have a bunch of sub. I mean, he has a bunch, an empire to protect. And I see this as if there's, you know, he's, you know, if there is a slave on one side, Kanye is the opposite of a slave. Um, and that's why I love him. But do you get what I mean about this, like, dis disclaimer culture? I I agree. I didn't even think about that. No. You're right. Like if he had done that disclaimer, then it would defeat the whole kind of thing that he was doing. If you're, if you want to crash the Overton window, you don't do it by putting the disclaimers. I, you're right. You're, I agree. Um, I can never say what he said because you find that video, you know, you you can't work anywhere. You can't get a job. You're ostracized. Who knows what happens to your bank account, marriage, kids, all that. I mean, that's how they're putting their lives on the line. This yeah. is not a joke. Yeah. Some people came. I don't know if you heard other people saying like they're just like, I, you know, saying stuff like they were just trying to 
like they're not serious Dude, like or what yeah, they're they're literally putting their no lives sense. on the line. Yeah, yeah, that makes no sense yeah. at all. They say that they're out for personal gain. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I was at January sixth, and I I got you know kicked out of my bank. I got kicked out of Wells Fargo. Mm. I got you know, barred from Airbnb. I mean, and I got That's... fired the day after it. And it's wow. people like you're you're do this. I mean, and I'm a terrible example because I'm not not big, but a guy like Fuentes, a guy like Kanye, like it's it. Alex Jones owns owes basically a trillion dollars, you know. It's it's yeah. insane. Yeah, I don't I just don't that just makes no sense. People are just haters. The jealousy, hate and envy it makes people's emotions cloud their logical thinking. Otherwise, smart people, they, they forget how to think. Well, but if people are worried about their status. We, I, you know, I was just reading today, reading up. Every once in a while, I read up on why the Puritans, pil pilgrims left England. And we're at the same spot, man. They're like, at this point, we're, we're seeing, like you talked about, J6 and your story. We know the FBI interfered in the election it's a fact it's yep. just end stop that is not a debate i can't even say that on youtube I, I can't say it so we know that they did that then because of that people expressed themselves and then the fbi came down on them then unconstitutionally many of them are still right now to my knowledge uh, locked up pre-trial yep. and if we had another land to go settle I, risking life and everything, I'd be like, wife, kids, we got to get up, get the hell up out of here. This is crazy. That's right. how bad things are. Yeah, it's it's, and I and I'm not leaving either. Like that's the thing mm -hmm. where if we had it, I still wouldn't go. Like I love my homeland, man. I, mm -hmm. I you know, I my family on the Mayflower. Um, I'm not leaving. Uh, they got to leave or we got to live with with being next to each other. There's going to be some other thing other than me leaving. It's it's not going to happen. Well, and, well, there's nowhere to go now. Yeah, there's so. no. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's interesting stuff, man. I mean, so you would vote for Fuentes right now. You would, you know, if um, no, I would. Well, right. No, let's uh, if everybody announced, I would vote for Comic Dave Smith hands down. Right. At okay. this point. OK, but let's say Comic Dave Smith's out of it. Absolutely. I would consider voting for Frentes is uh, most of the people who are who say things about Frentes. They don't they don't know anything about him. Yep. I, I heard his name come up. It was AFPAC three. And they were starting to talk about how Marjorie Taylor Greene and others spoke there and you have to yeah. denounce him. And I'm like, this guy is he's like 23, 24 years old and he's like 90 pounds soaking wet. And then what the hell? So then I went to his website, then went, got his backstory. And the dude is extremely bright. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a big um, listener of his. Cool. That's yeah. well, you know. So I was at AFPAC three. Uh, it was oh, a really, really good time. Yeah, I was there. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. shoot, that's so dope. I, I went. I went to CPAC and was wearing mm -hmm. the America First hat, which everyone knows that is Fuentes' thing. I was walking mm -hmm. around getting like death stares, especially from people in yarmulkes. Uh, and uh, and uh, went to AFPAC, and it was just a great time. Met a lot of those guys. Met like Jesse Lee Peterson, Vincent James, He's, a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of the, a lot of these these guys. It was a very good. Uh, There's gonna be a little bit of shakeup this year, I think, because Marjorie's now been uh, been banned for life. I know. Did you yeah. see him go ham on Marjorie Taylor Greene in his live? The clip. I played the clip. Oh, yesterday. did you really? Yeah, yeah. You oh. saw her doing the primal walk down the stairs, like staying away from the pull-ups. Oh. How she looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. 
I was doing chores oh, when I was man. listening to his live the day the day after, and I'm dying of yeah. laughter. And my wife's like, "What are you doing? What are you listening to?" I'm like, "Honey, don't even worry about it." Yeah, yeah. And I I heard you say to um someone in your live chat the other day that you will not engage with anyone on Nick Fuentes if you haven't watched his show, which I really respect. Everyone loves to clip this dude, and he yeah. goes off for three hours a night. Um, so you, I, I recommend people watch it, even if they hate him, even if they don't, cause you'll learn about, about this guy oh, everyone's talking about, right? Hey, you'll learn something too. Yeah. I mean, Rush Limbaugh in a very similar way taught me a lot about how government worked. Mm. Um, and, and Nick Fuentes as well. Mm. He has a great live back when we were talking about the schedule F stuff about how the government works and how the administrative states really the ones that they bring the legislation to the president often because what well, the president's not writing it, obviously, um, how powerful they are. He's extremely not. Why do you think you got to look at this independently and critically? Why do you think they would ban a 24 year old who has broken no laws, convicted of no crimes from why would they put him on the no fly list and then and freeze his bank account? Because he's a threat to yep. what they want to do. Yep. Period. Exactly. Yep. It isn't it funny how these people. I saw this uh, um, this headline on uh, uh, a mainstream conservative publication about a week ago. They did the same thing with Trump. Well, they'll call Trump a clown while also calling him a Nazi. And <laughs> and it, so it's like any time that there's just like, oh, he's a clown, but he also denies the Holocaust. Is like this is that there's a word for this. It's called he's a threat to your power because he's either a white supremacist white nationalist that needs to be in jail or he or he's a clown it doesn't like you know he's clearly a smart guy he's not a clown i mean he does make jokes but isn't it funny how they do that mockery as well as seriousness it's weird right yeah it's really ramped up since 2022 it's it's to a scary yeah. point and my my thing is I, I i need to be able to have the freedom to say i listen to nick fuentes i think he's very yep. smart um, I don't touch. I'm actually neutral on the, some of the controversial stuff. Mm -hmm. I disagree with him on his interpretation of um, race correlating to violence. But yeah. I, I don't even think that's racist. He's looking at the stats no yeah. different than anybody else. Uh, so I, I need to be able to say I listen to, to Ye. I listen to the Ye and Alex Jones interview. And don't you don't get to label me. I'm not going to sit here and have you label. You saw. Did you see what happened with Ye on Twitter? Getting mm -hmm. banned? Sure. Yeah, he exposed why, things. Yeah. He did yeah. nothing wrong at all. Elon Musk in a in the Twitter spaces said the reason. So he said he banned Ye because if you don't know incitement to violence, he posted this picture that looks like I don't blame people for thinking it, it looks like a swastika inside the Star of David. Mm -hmm. But it's really a symbol from some cult or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he didn't do anything violent with it. He actually said peace speech or whatever. Yeah. And. Elon banned him, and Elon said it was incitement to violence. He explained it. He said, I felt like I wanted to punch Ye, so I was incited to violence. Ye is exposing these hypocrites. Matt Walsh was talking about this, too, and Ben Shapiro. He's, he's, he's exposing a lot of people, and none of these people will have. Maybe Ye's a little crazy, but you still, if, he, if, you're, if somebody's name comes out your mouth, whether it's Fuentes... Uh, Rachel Maddow had pl played clips of Nick Fuentes on her show. You you have no integrity if you do that and you don't have him on for a conversation. Yeah, yeah, 
A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I was saying the other day that Elon clip that you brought up where he's like, well, he incited me to violence because I wanted that. If you look up bitch made in the dictionary, that is what that is. It's it's just it's that's why he's just a leftist. You know, the the whole um, Alex Jones, Nick Fuentes and yay not being allowed back on the uh, platform. I'm done with Elon Musk, man. I mean, that that is so there's there's no bigger gatekeeper right now of the Overton window than Elon Musk, because it's like because you held your dead child in your arms, which I heard he didn't even do. Um, it, his wife criticized Elon for saying that that wasn't even true. Oh, wow. I didn't and, see that. Yeah, his, his ex-wife oh, was wow. like, hey, actually, that was me. Um, not that we're count, counting or whatever. But th- that's, you know, I, look, I'm not trying to disrespect a dead child. What I no, am no. trying to do is disrespect that being a reason for taking free people everyone's child is gonna die man we're all gonna die you know and it it doesn't mean they're gonna be eight years old but every person has something in common we're all gonna die and just because it's regarding the issue of death that that, is that not covered under free speech um and elon musk is just a fraud man i mean he's he's the one yeah yeah, he's the one selling it under yeah. free speech expression. So that's a thing. But for me, this whole thing's coming to a head, man. I'm yeah. not liking, I'm yeah. not liking what I'm seeing. Like you know, libs of TikTok, for example, they just post videos, then they go after them on this stochastic terrorism. Yeah. Man, it's coming closer and closer to you and I. Just if we disagree with the government, now we're in danger. Yeah. And I'm not going to wait to that point. I'm going to speak out and yeah. say and protect people's rights to say whatever they want to say. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to get into uh, another topic you brought up a second ago, and then we'll do some uh, some more lighthearted stuff at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'd love to you know get you back on to kind of flesh this whole thing out because it's a thing that we talk about all the time is this race, kind of race, crime, IQ, you know, group behavior thing that, you know, you brought it up with Nick, but you said you disagree with him on that. So, I mean, so do you, you know, do you, I don't know, this is kind of a dumb question, I, but it, you have to start somewhere. Do you call yourself black? Like, you, do, you, do you say, do you identify with, like, the black community in your own life? Well, that's a great question to start. Don't say that's not yeah. a, that's a, that's the question where we all will need to start. Yeah. And you'll see my answer is a great question. No, mm. I don't know what it means. What okay. does it mean to be black? I mean, it depends on what people's definition are. To me, the definition of black right now is someone who identifies with the current um, uniparty. I don't know how to describe it. Narrative of this cabal, the same cabal that didn't want Trump to win. Um, if, if you identify as black and agree with that, then you're black. Um, they don't consider me black cause I don't buy into that nonsense. So I don't consider myself black. I, you see my skin's brown, dark brown, whatever you want to say, but yeah. I, I am not in any, I don't know what a black community is. I don't even know right. what the hell that means. Yeah. I've always thought the weirdest word in this entire thing was community, whether it be gay or what, why yep. it's like the community uh, you're lumping. It's not Look, I like generalizing. I think it's funny. <laughs> you know, I yeah. like stereotypes are funny. Yeah. Like I, I've always liked racial humor and stuff like that. But when the minute you use the word community in the you're taking on a level level of seriousness where again it goes back to definitions but you know what what do you you know let's start with you know you said you disagree with fuentes because i'm gonna not offer my thoughts too much here because it's a longer conversation but you Mm -hmm. you disagree with fuentes characterization of it so what do you think that his characterization of it is and what and what's your rebuttal of his of his points yeah, and maybe I should back off a little bit because I haven't done the research or anything. Like I know a lot of people get into the IQ stuff. Yeah. Bryson Gray's great at that, right. but uh, here's where I, my interpretation of what Nick believes is 
that you look at the crime statistics and black people are what, 14% of the population or something like that. And how much percentage of the crime, I don't have the numbers off the, they're a vast, you know, a huge majority of the percentage of the crime. So then he says, uh, to me, I think black people are more um, genetically prone or statistically prone to violence. Mm-hmm. Is that is that yeah accurate? that's pretty good oh. characterization yeah that there's a that there's a big genetic aspect i mean he he is at the point like because i fuentes tries to stay away from the whole disclaimer culture too so he just yeah. says it's genetic and that mm-hmm. could mean it's fu- fully he's i don't think he's ever said it's fully genetic mm-hmm. um so i i'm interpreting that as um that he believes there's a genetic aspect to it and i agree with that as well i'm not mm-hmm. you know, i'm more asking about your thoughts but yeah, yeah i've i've said that that i think it's it's a non-zero amount genetic and it's a non-zero amount, of course, what they would call cultural or decision-making or fatherless homes. And this goes for every group. There's, there's, this goes for Jewish people as well. I think that there's a, that Jewish people are like genetically more like crafty, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. in some ways. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, that's a good characterization of what Nick has to say. Yeah. Well then, you know, you know, looking at it, I don't know how much I disagree with that, with how you broke it down. And let me first, before I say that, this is, it really angers me for people to say that this is a racist, if, if they did label this as a racist discussion because it's absolutely not. Mm. It's just basically looking at stats and saying, here's what I think is yeah. happening. It's not saying, it's not a white supremacist thing. It's not saying I think white people are better. Nick talks about that all the time. But um, I, I, you know, I don't know for a fact. So I don't, I'm not gonna refute. I like how you said like it's a non-zero. Yeah. What, I don't know what percentage is it. Maybe I, I wouldn't, I would guess it's more than a non-zero. So maybe I do agree with Nick. Yeah. I just don't know what the percentage is. And honestly, I'm not an expert in that topic. Right. So I, I just would not make this statement that based on looking at the statistics, that means this is, mm-hmm. is really, I guess it's just a generalization. That's where um, I wouldn't make that statement, but I don't, I don't know if I can prove it inaccurate either. Right. Yeah, man. Well, this is awesome. I, I can tell that you're a dude that loves the truth, man. I mean, because you just you're answering in, you know, an organic way. And, and most of you just don't, you know, Nick, Nick and Kanye, they call themselves real human beings. And I can tell that you are one, too, because you're answering, you're responding to what I'm saying. And in the mainstream, dude, these are s- such controversial topics. Um, it, it's crazy. And, and how are we ever going to get to the truth if we don't talk about it? Right. Yeah, we, I mean, I do, the thing that I battle with a lot is how do we increase the the coalition of people who are willing to have these conversations respectfully? Um, mm. We have to do that. We don't have the numbers right now. I think long-term, yeah. I'm optimistic people will win over corporations and government, mm. but we don't have the numbers right now. Yeah. We've got to increase it. I don't know. I said the biggest thing MAGA needs to do is humanize the movement mm. because that's why, that's why Biden does the demonized speeches they keep demonizing MAGA or, you know, anybody who's not establishment is MAGA. So how do you humanize that? So I don't know what the answer is, but we need more numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So, you know, it's interesting. You, uh, you've brought up, you know, regarding this, the, the race thing, as well as the Jewish thing that you're not that educated in it. Do you think you, these are topics that interest you enough to pursue getting educated? I'm not saying, I'm not talking down to you, but do you see oh, these no. as things that you might pursue to, to, to get more knowledge on or to, to kind of clarify your, your beliefs on? Oh, that's fair. I, I have to balance my time because I'm, uh, I'm in this weird place where I'm always 
chasing the next video. Ah. So the next headline, the next headline. Yeah. So I've got, and then I got two kids, wife. Yeah. So but if, let's say time wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd already be yeah. fully digging. I am digging into the Jewish argument. Nick's last live was really good. Like, yeah. it was really good. He was doing it. The first one I saw him in the Yay Studios or wherever they're at yeah. in L.A., and he's making me, I want to break down some of this stuff. Bryson Gray, I go to a lot because he's really good with the religious stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yep. yeah, absolutely. I, I need to, you've, I've got to educate myself. I'm going to talk about this stuff, in, you know, in any type of, you know, intelligent manner. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I do think that, I mean, I've, I've covered both of these topics a lot on my show. And I think that the, the, um, the race one pales in comparison to the Jewish one. The, mm. And I've been actually looking into the race one for longer. But then once I got really red pilled on the Jewish thing, I was like, this is this per, this uh, pervades so much of current events and so many of the problems. Um, just like you said, I mean, like I said earlier, you can make black jokes, can't make Jewish jokes. I mean, just that right there. If you're trying to have a comedic bent to your content at all. Um, it's important topic, but yeah, that's cool. So, you know, I, you know, so we'll move on to some, some stuff that's a little more lighthearted, although mm -hmm. this one, uh, a lot of people will get mad about not in my chat, but I don't have the full quote written down, but something you said made me laugh so hard. Cause I really? uh, totally agree with it. You said that, um, you're talking about unallowable, uh, unallowed topics. And you said that anyone that believes that anyone's ever gone to the moon is an ass clown. <laughs> Oh yeah, and I completely. I mean, I maybe you wouldn't say the word ass clown, but maybe I would. I, but I completely agree. I, the moon red pilled me pretty early on, like 2017 to 2018. When I when I heard you say that, I was like, yo, I was like, my man, because you just said it. And I, so you you, how long have you been? Has the moon landing thing been in your uh, you know your opinion or your belief? Well, I always believed it, but I never looked into it. Uh, that's another thing that happened since 2020. Man, 2020 made me question anything wow. and everything. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. 2020, there's, they, it's a risk when you start doing stuff that doesn't make sense. And I, I started looking at the moon landing, and I don't know if people know, the original tapes, you know, back then it was literally on tape, they recorded over the original tapes. Now, that was common. They would record over missions, but... If, if we went to the moon, that's the, that's the greatest accomplishment that humans have ever done in ever, if, if that happened. And um, we recorded over it, and that now you can't really go back and look at where we were when the, the TV broadcast was going on. And then the TV broadcast wasn't even really a TV broadcast. They were recording off of a monitor. Uh, there's just too much about it that doesn't make sense. Those videos get censored on YouTube as well. Censorship yeah. is not a sign that you have a strong argument. Um, I could keep going. The Van Allen belts, radiation as well. It We haven't done it. You can't think, you can't name one other thing that humans since, was it 69? That, that humans have done that they can't do right. now. Yep. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Nothing else, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's all pretty fake. That, But that's that's a such a white pill. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, yo, even if we disagree on everything else, which we obviously <laughs> didn't, I was like, we can just talk about the moon landing, you know, talk about how everything's fake and gay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. All right, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So, yeah, we have about uh, seven minutes left. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. What we do last is we do what's called a lightning round, where people in the chat uh, – so now, guys in the chat, we've failed 
failed on this before. We're supposed to keep it lighthearted. I don't, you know, we've already covered the Jew thing. I mean, you can ask quick questions, stuff like that. We've covered all kinds of stuff. Give me, you know, food, music, you know, stuff that is a little more lighthearted, and I'll start with my own. And so we, you know, answer these. You don't have to give a one-word answer, but just kind of a mm. quick round. Who? Uh, give me three rappers that might be your favorite, uh, your favorite rappers of all time. And you could also maybe go by era or something like that. But who is your favorite three rappers? Um, Chino XL is one of my favorite. I don't know if okay. people know Chino XL, uh, Razkaz, Q-Tip. They kind of spawn um, some of my favorites. Uh, they don't maybe don't have the best albums ever made, but just the talent and the, those are the first three that came to mind. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm a huge Tribe fan, by the way. Mm -hmm. I've, I've always liked Tribe Called Quest. They're one of the most – well, people in the hip-hop game – don't underappreciate them, but people no, no. that are that are outside, they they're not regarded as one of the the greats, but they they definitely are. Um, I don't know anything. I've only seen this name pop up in recent news. Um, obviously, I know who Deion Sanders is, but what is thoughts on Deion Sanders coaching at Colorado? Isn't he in the news right now or something like that? What do you know about that? Yeah, he left a, a historically black university oh. and left and went to Colorado. I, I haven't followed him closely, but the, generally speaking, I don't have a problem. Why can't he go to further his career? And you talk about there's not, you know, not me, but other people talk about there's not black coaches here or black coaches there. Um, you can't stay at a historically black university, then argue why aren't there black coaches in the NFL? That doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, what were any sports or activities that you did in high school? I was a big tennis player. That was my Whoa, number one sport. Cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was a huge, huge tennis fan back in the day. Yeah. Um, Michael Chang uh, and Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras, those um, some of my favorites loved the Williams sisters growing up and then I played football I love football but I stopped after I didn't have the killer instinct so um, but I played piano violin those are my activities nice man yep. cool uh, do you still play piano at all Nah, I can't. Okay. I'm terrible now. Okay, yeah, it's been right. 20 years. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I'm. Well, that's. I'm a. I'm a music teacher. That's yeah. what I. That's oh. what I do. That. Yeah. It's. That's Dope. all. Got this guitar behind me and this yeah. all, all this stuff. But that's. I play music. I rap and I. I teach music. So that's. Uh, we got Dope, a little, little in common there. Do you have a favorite Yay song? Ooh, I would say. Hmm. I mean, I, it, this is a kind of a lame one because it's so big, but um, I like 808 and Heartbreak. Um, so I, my first one that came to mind is Flashing Lights because mm -hmm. I just love that beat. But mm -hmm. actually, I would say Runaway. I love Run that away, video, yeah. the Runaway. I mean, these are lame ones because they're so big, but that that video, just if you don't know how brilliant Ye is, go watch the Runaway video. Okay. Just gotcha. crazy. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite bat? Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? I don't know if you're a basketball fan, but he also oh, says, yeah, why, why is it MJ? But I'll, I'm going to skip that part. These are, <laughs> these are questions for my guests, not you. Might be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the I grew up in player? Cleveland, Ohio, man. So I can't. I can't go with MJ. So mm. you understand my bias. He hit the shot over Craig Elo. I listened to it on the radio back in the day. I watched more radio than TV. Yeah. And I'll never forget the legendary Joe Tate did the broadcast and I'm like, the Cavs are going to beat him. And then he hits the buzzer. So I will have to say, even though we do not agree, obviously politically LeBron James is my, or Kobe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so not MJ. Um, no. Okay. I uh, got some Chicago people are going to be mad. That's okay. They, I hate, can, they can be I, mad. I, <laughs> fully, <laughs> I fully acknowledge. I just, I respect MJ. Don't get me wrong. I just hate him. I'm a Cleveland fan. He destroyed us. Mm-hmm. 
What did you have any dessert? What desserts did you have at Thanksgiving? Oh, my wife made some good um, uh, cranberry tart. I kind of like mm. it because you can have it with um, your whipped cream and ice cream, and it's not too sweet because the cranberries are tart, and then cheesecake, and then we had some a- apple crumble. The dessert was fire. Ooh, how much? <laughs> how, how much can you bench press? Oh, uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm trying to get back into working out, so I could probably max not a lot, two twenty-five, probably. It's a couple plates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, so also, what I do is I'm making a list of what you're saying, so I can uh, okay. you know, <laughs> fact check you later. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> what is your? Uh, do you have a favorite burger? What do you like on your burger? Um, I like I like mushroom burgers. I, I really do. Um, oh. Bag, do you have bad daddies? Are they all over the nation? No. No. No, no bad daddies. Bad daddy. No. Okay, they're they're great. Their burgers are good. Um, obviously, Five Guys, controversial kind of thing, but um, and as uh, for as far as like the regular fast food, I think Wendy's is the best. In and Out mm. burgers remind me of Wendy's burgers, actually. But do you see? But you know. just to kind of go back to the current events, did you see the food fight, the Fuentes food fight at uh at In and Out Burger? <laughs> uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Does he? Uh, let me ask answer your question with a question. Does he have security? I don't think so, man. Bruh. I think he Nick. needs it. <laughs> Nick. Bruh. No, I, yeah. I'm, I'm just, bruh. Yeah. I seen that. I seen them do interviews with him. I don't know if you saw that interview where he's walking up that 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 ramp for the K, the Yay mm-hmm. studio. He's just walking. Him and Sneeko are just walking by themselves. Bruh. Yeah, he you needs guys, it. He's a celebrity you guys, now. You, if you guys can't, and I understand security is important. If you can't get security, bruh. We, I'm, I'm being dead serious here. I don't want to take it too seriously, but bro, we, you can't, I, I get some, get some security, man. Mm. Yay, Nick, Sneeko, you can't be walking around like this. If somebody tried to run up in Tim Pool's crib. Um, Tim yeah, Pool was talking about how the there's day, a, right? yeah, yeah, Tim yeah. Pool's caught, talk, was talking about how there's a nine millimeter caught up in my kitchen somewhere because we almost tried to get somebody running up in here, man. Nick, don't just. You can't be at where were they at? Some in and out or something? You can't be out there. That's dangerous, bro. He's a lightweight too. Yeah, he, yeah, but and the, the way he just stared the guy, the people down yeah. after he did it, he just doesn't seem like he has a lot of fear in him, right? No, I, I yeah. respect that, but I. That's why that was. That's why my first question was like, he must have security to be because he stared him down. He he threw the thing mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah. I was like, damn, damn. they got a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I thought it was a pretty, pretty funny moment. So I wrote a lot of your guys' questions down, but we are really running out of time. So we're gonna ask about three more, and then we're gonna let our man go. What is the? Um, I'll do the the the. There's something about your uh, your set right there. We'll do that one last. So what do you think about the uh, the Federal Reserve? Oh, that got to be abolished. Yeah, okay, I really like cool. to see Stephen ba- Steve Bannon mm-hmm. talked about it. He has a speech at CPAC where he's like, "End the Fed." A lot of the problems that we have, and uh, I'm I'm just gonna say it might be tied into other topics that we've talked about today, mm. are based on the Federal Reserve just yep. printing money, and that's what the pandemic was all about. And right. it's a disgusting. It is the heart of all the problems. Yeah, I mean uh, that's where I've I've said before I'm not I'm not a libertarian because I don't agree with the philosophical fundamentals of libertarianism, but I'll never fully not be one because they have so many no-brainer points they're right about, like anti-war, anti-Fed, guns. You know, yep. we have so much common ground, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, printing money is why we have inflation. It's that yeah. simple. Mm. What is your favorite sport and why? Is it tennis? Tennis your favorite sport? 
Uh, I don't watch it as much anymore. So I guess football, I don't watch any of the sports that much, though, anymore. Basketball went woke and it just rubs me. They're still talking yeah, about woke stuff. Yeah, ruined it, man. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be an escape. And I, I don't really watch the professional sports. I don't yeah. even watch college that much anymore. But I do still watch the NFL on, like, Red Zone. Yeah, cool. That's, yeah. I didn't know what Red Zone really was until a couple mm. of days ago. And that's nonstop action. I didn't realize yeah. it was just – it's not even one game. It's just no. back and forth all the big plays all day. I'm sure – I mean, I was like, this is the most addicting thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, um, I just put it on in the background and let it go. Yeah. What is the last book that you finished? Um, the last book was Michael Singer and it was, um, how China, what is it called? How China took over the world. I believe, Ooh, I um, he, he got banned from Twitter. Um, I gotta look up the title of the book to, to give it proper. And it's, it's the heart of everything that's happening right now. Mm. When the pandemic came down, we found out uh, Fauci under oath talked about how one of his people um, went to China and then they came back with the ideas for the lockdowns. And you talked about this idea of community. It's, it's collectivism. It's Eastern philosophy. Mm. We're in a community. So if you're in the black community, obviously everybody has to think the same way or you're not in the black community. And um, it's called Snake Oil, How Xi Jinping Shut Down the World. I just highly recommend it. I miss seeing him on Twitter. All right. Yes, I'll check that out. It seems like a good recommendation. I don't know that much about the China thing. Um, oh, I'm, I mean, I, I'm I, deep I, in the yeah. China stuff. Yeah, okay. I'm deep in the China stuff. Okay. I'm, oh, yeah, know, China yeah. is crazy. China is, is trying to destroy our country. I mean, they're, mm. yeah, they're, fun they're funding the fentanyl coming in through Mexico. Wow. Yeah. If you, um, you ever yeah. want to come back on, we can definitely talk about the oh, China yeah. thing. That's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole, whole thing. So, yeah, final question, and I'll get you to kind of plug your work and stuff like that. Okay. Um, what is the comic on your desk? Let's go. Yeah. This is Eric July. Okay. His first. So Eric July is an ANCAP libertarian. Uh, one of the I just love his channel, man. He's back doing political stuff, which I love. But he took a break because he launched this independently. It's called ISOM. And he's a comic book guy. He's always loved Marvel. And you go go to Young Rippa Five Nine on YouTube, and he doesn't like how Marvel not just only went woke. It's just they don't care about good stories. I really don't think the woke thing is as big of a problem as they just threw good writing out of the window. Mm. And this is his release from scratch. He saved all his money. He's been grinding on YouTube for fifteen plus years and saved his money and launched this book. He manufactured it, delivered it, packaged wow. it. And um, me and my kids had such a great time. I have a cert, I have posters. Um, I highly recommend it. it. It feels good to start from ground up on a book. And he sells it as, we're not doing any multiverse stuff, meaning, oh, we're gonna put it in another universe and then all this stuff happens. And it just convolutes the story. So it's just good, basic, detective. It's almost like Batman, I would say, cool. type um, writing. Yeah, I mean, we need people in every field of the media to, to make good stuff again. Like you said, I mean, I don't use the word uh, woke that much. I, I use the yeah. word crappy. It's just, it's just gone to crap, man. I want good stories and, you know, mm -hmm. and uplifting stuff again. So awesome, man. Um, well, you've been very generous with your time. We went a couple oh, minutes uh, after, oh, and I would good. love to have you on again. But uh, Middle Maga, one, this, this will be a podcast. So why don't you tell people how to find your, your, your work out there and where we you – know, do you stream, like, at a regular time or anything? Uh, why don't you just tell us uh, how to find you? Yeah, I, I stream at Negro time, <laughs> 9 a.m. Mountain Negro time, meaning that it could be 9 – Nick does this too – 
His live yeah. is supposed to start when? 9 Eastern? And we be in the chat 11 p.m. Eastern, like, where'd Nick at? And then he'd just pop in. <laughs> so I'm supposed to upload every day, 9 a.m. Mountain on, uh, you can go to YouTube, just search Middle MAGA. Mm -hmm. and, but the website's even better because these conversations, some of them we can't have on YouTube without heavy editing. So just go to the middlemaga.com on the front page. I will have my Rumble uncensored videos so you don't have to go back to you, Rumble. You can just go to the website and you'll see the videos. Wow. Well, you've been a fantastic guest. I can tell you're a kindred spirit. You know, you love the truth. And I'll be, uh, I subscribe to your channel. So I'll be a regular you. listener at this point. So thank you so much for coming on. I'll see you next time. Okay. I appreciate it. I'm subbed up to yours too. So All you right. got a viewer. All right. That's awesome, man. All right. I'll, I'll see you next time. Okay. Yep. Take care. All right, take care. Amazing. That was awesome. Middle bag up. Mid Omega, that was awesome. Great guy, great vibes. A couple people talked about in the chat, uh, us doing a regular show. I don't know, I would love to. He's big time though. He's like 50,000 subs, man. Maybe we'll have me on, on his show sometime, I'm not sure, but that was great. Definitely good vibes, man. Good, good camaraderie there. Two guys that love the truth. And you know, that's what I'm saying. I've had guests in recent history that just became cold fish when you bring up the race or the Jew thing. Not middle mega, not middle mega. And it's, you know, I love when people say they they aren't that educator, they just don't know. Cause the people that, that climb down your throat are the people that just know. Oh, you just know. You just know, I'm making an assertion and you just know, you know enough to refute everything I'm saying. Not this guy, you know. But that was really, really cool. And he, dude, you cannot watch every Nick Fuentes stream and not become like super red pilled, man. That is a good guy. That was, I'm pumped up right now. So big shout out to Middle Maga, stuck in, stuck and the mid on Twitter, middlemaga.com. In his words, streams on Negro time, 9 a.m. Mountain time every day, or I guess uploads that time. So that was fantastic. I know you guys agree. So that'll be a podcast and a standalone video 